We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. You know, it's 12.02 right now. If they want to fire me at 12.05, I'll go home and find something to do. I'll have a good day. Welcome to the award-winning Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast, sponsored by DraftKings. It's Friday, December fourteenth, twenty eighteen. I'm Alex Berutha. Sitting next to me is Shannon McEwen, and on the phone is Ken K. Train Kreitz. All aboard! You can find this podcast on the Rotowire website, uh, also iTunes and Stitcher. Uh, you can leave a nice review, and um, I was—I already said, listen on the Rotowire website. But what? Oh, I, th- I think we're on Pandora and Spotify now, too. Oh, re- oh really? Or we're in the, at least one of those two. Spotify. Ooh, that's I big. That that's good, no- good to know. Okay. Um, so we're going to talk about free agent targets today. That's our main topic. Uh, but first, we're going to jump into some news. Uh, Kawhi Leonard is questionable for tonight's game with a hip injury. It's against the Trailblazers. 
the Raptors have still looked pretty good. Um, they beat Golden State without Kawhi Leonard. Uh, they won 113 to 93. They won every single quarter except the third, uh, and every player had a plus uh, in the plus minus except end of the bench guys Lorenzo Brown, Malachi Richardson. Um, I do you guys feel like um, that? Uh, we should also talk about the. This is a good opportunity to talk about the Valanciunas injury. Um, Jonas Valanciunas is out for about a month. Yeah, yeah, four weeks. Yeah, four weeks. Do you feel like this? Would do you think anybody on the Raptors will get a bump in value that could be worth picking up off the waiver wire, or is this just going to kind of go to Abaka, maybe like Greg Monroe, guys like that? I think Siakam's rebounds numbers have been a little low for a power forward i think we're going to see him hit the boards a little harder but he's not available anywhere right um yeah he 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 and abaca are really the two guys that i think are going to see the biggest boost in value um greg monroe is another one i I mean they do like to run out and and with abaca is you know somewhat undersized center so there could be bigger guys that and depending on the matchup, if the matchup dictates it, we could see Monroe get more minutes. I mean, he's only averaging seven minutes per game right now, mm-hmm. but but we'll see. Um, he did get some run um, when Valentunas went down seven minutes. That was against Golden State, though. So if we get some of those teams that have bigger centers, which you know they have Portland tonight, so you've got Nurkic out there. Um, we'll see. Monroe could get some minutes. I think in deeper leagues, Monroe might be an option. I'm going to wait and see. I need to see it, though. I'm not just going to speculate and grab him now. Um, I want to wait and see it. His his ownership percentage on Yahoo has jumped up to 9%, so he's still widely available. I would have to imagine those are the deepest leagues um, that have went and picked up Monroe. But if you're in those leagues, he's the guy, He's one of the guys to speculate on. Um, personally, I'm, you know, I'm targeting Siakam and... and uh, Abaka and DFS. Um, if you can get them for cheap yep. in a trade, uh, it would just do it now and, and get them in your lines before the next period. Right. And in conjunction with Valanciunas uh, going out, the Raptors called up Chris Boucher, uh, who played for the Raptors last season, or excuse me, the Warriors last season. Um, he's He might be worth just a very speculative ad in deep leagues, um, he was leading the G League in scoring when he was there called you go. up. I was going to mention that, yeah, the, the 905. The 905. He was averaging 29 points, 11.5 rebounds, 4.5 blocks, uh, and assisting a steal in 35 minutes. 2.5 threes per game as well. At 34%. That's insane. Yeah. Um, so love to see him get some speculative minutes. It would be awesome. Right. I think I, I, I would not be surprised if he saw um, if he saw some minutes, maybe even over Greg Monroe. Um I mean, he's just based on how well he was doing in the G League. He was he was in the Warriors system last season. Yeah, um, talented guy. So it's going to be interest, interesting to see how that pans out. I, I like Monroe, though. I'll just caution it. Unless you're in an extremely deep league, I need to see it from Boucher mm-hmm. before I would pick him up. Right. Um, Ken, you have some news for us from Brooklyn. Yes, uh, exciting. The Nets have signed extended Spencer Dinwiddie. Three years, thirty-four million uh, per ESPN's Woj. Uh, it's a, a third year as a player option. He ranks a hundred and ninth season average on Yahoo. Guys, is this a smart move for the Nets? 
I think or so. or do they just have too much money? Like they don't know what to do with their money, so they're just like, well, somebody got someone's got to take it. I think this is a smart move. Um, we don't really know what's going to happen with D'Angelo Russell. Uh, he's a restricted free agent this upcoming summer, so the Nets will have the choice on whether or not they match another offer. I assume they're not going to put an, out, an offer out there themselves. And with the way this deal is structured, Dinwiddie, uh, the, only the first two years are guaranteed, um, and he, that will be his age 26 and 27 <laughs> seasons. He's the kind of guy that you can have as a sixth man on like any team like regard like if the Nets want to be competitive in the next three years that deal is flexible enough for him to be a part of that um and even if they kind of stay at this level of basketball he can be their starter and put up great numbers be an exciting player maybe a trade asset yeah here here's just to prove how great of a move this was for the Nets here's a list of guys who make more money than what Dinwiddie <laughs> will make I like this. each I like of this. the next few seasons. Wilson Chandler, Solomon Hill, Deion Waiters, Austin Rivers, Kelly Olenek, Jeremy Lin, Jordan Clarkson, Miles Plumley, Tyreek Evans, Courtney Lee. Like, there's just garbage players. So Miles Plumley, not even Mason Plumley. The wrong Plumley. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, I mean, this deal is actually. Solomon Hill, you think? Who's the worst on that list? I'm going to go Solomon Hill. It's got to be Miles Plumley, right? Oh, well, yeah, Miles. Yeah, the wrong Plumlee. My, Miles Plumlee's pretty bad. I mean, there's just tons of dudes who make 12 to $13 million a year in the NBA. So when you can get Plumlee for under $12 million per year over a three-year stretch, he's played extremely well the past, you know, last year and this year. Um, he showed off. He, he just He's coming off a 39-point outing. Um, that's that's kind of upside that, that was untapped before. You didn't see it from him. But he's flashing that kind of ceiling. So this is, to me, this is a great great deal for the Nets. You yeah, know, I have to agree. Former Piston, former Piston. I know I throw this name around too much, but if they ever do get a quality NBA starting five, Dinwiddie would be a great Vinny the Microwave Johnson off the bench guy for him, right? Yeah, I mean, Dinwiddie would be great on any team. That's the thing. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, he would be a nice, he'd be a nice backup alternative to Ish Smith, I suppose. Um, uh, well, Alex, take us to Miami for a next bit of news. Yeah, so Hassan Whiteside has been out uh, for the past four games uh, due, due to the birth of his son. Uh, he's going to return tonight, though, uh, Whiteside. Uh, so I'm going to ask you, Shannon, what is Bam Adebayo's upside just as a player, like in general, um, even aside from fantasy, I suppose we can talk about that, too. Do you think the Heat should pay a team to take Whiteside and his contract uh, so that he'd have more flexibility and kind of trend towards this younger, they kind of have a younger core that they can pivot towards. Yeah, long, long term, I think that would be the smartest play for the Heat is to just go ahead and, and give the reins to to um, Bam. But it's finding a taker for Whiteside's contract. I do think there's teams that, that might be interested. Uh, I mean, from a fancy perspective, how does Whiteside's return impact the two? I think Bam has proven he's worth, you know, he's worthy of, of the playing time and he'll get he'll eat into Whiteside's playing time a little bit. But Whiteside was only playing 27 minutes per game anyways. He wasn't playing, you know, he wasn't logging 32 minutes per game. And at 27 minutes, based on per game averages, eight category league, Whiteside was still a top 75 player. So, you know, even if he only gets if, if he loses a few minutes to, to Bam and he plays 24 minutes per game, 
that's still that's still like 11 points, 11 rebounds, and two blocks per game for Whiteside, which means he's still a top 100 player. Um, Bam Bam is going to be less interesting with Whiteside's return, but I think in most 12-team, 14-team leagues, you're going to want to roster both of them for, for at least the immediate future. Yeah, and Hassan Whiteside's contract is expiring next season and that's assuming i i'm assuming he's taking his 27 million dollar player option next year um and a lot of in a lot of situations in a lot of situations a player would decline and try to extend for more money like more guaranteed but in his case i think he's the 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 jury on white side is kind of shaky right now you just go thank you very much right yes that's um but like the heat a lot of the, the players on the heat the, there's been this trio of players that have stepped up with Whiteside out, and it kind of makes you wonder if his contract is just valuable for the team at all. Like without Whiteside playing, Justice Winslow, who we should just mention regardless, is averaging 40 fantasy points with Whiteside out. Bam Adebayo is averaging 35, and Kelly Olynyk's averaging 34. And Clinic. so, yeah, he's um like he I mean, he was barely playing before in the season, so this is kind of a here in just a, obviously a very strange place right now with their contracts stuck in the middle. They are the classic eight and eight NFL team they're, going they're, nowhere. Those since those since he bungles two years ago. Right, they're stuck in the middle and they have too many guys, and so they need to package them for other guys and or you know they but need to. Th- this is the year that I think you're going to see them make some moves too. I mean, because they're they're eleven and sixteen right now. They're they're still within range of a playoff spot, but you're five games under five hundred. They're actually in a similar spot last year. And made a big second half run um, by basically standing pat, not really making moves. Um, we'll, we'll see what they do. I, I think this is the year, though. They try to switch some stuff up, and, and with Whiteside, sometimes though, sometimes you got to know that we're playing well, but it's an illusion. Like that run was in a pretty bad East last year. Mm-hmm. I think it. I think it hurt them long term than helped them. But we're, it's it's easier for them to trade Whiteside's contract this year than it was last year. You know, you've got one less year until it expires. So there could be a team that's desperate enough for center help that they would be willing to take it. If you're only taking, you know, the final two months of this season and next year's next year's payroll, um, that's a lot easier than 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 swallowing an additional year. So th- I do think this is the year they actually make a move, find a taker for Whiteside, but. But who that will be, I have no clue. Well, gentlemen, uh, I've got ru- uh, news on future Hall of Famers. Dirk Nowitzki made his season debut last night in a bad Mavs loss to the Suns. He only had two points and one rebound in six minutes. Guys, is there any fantasy value to the German veteran and future Hall of Famer Dirk Nowitzki? I would say virtually zero. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. Um just I, and then t- extra extra trivia bonus. Who is older? Dirk Nowitzki or Memphis Grizzly coach JB Bickerstaff? It's gotta be Dirk. This is like his twenty first or twenty second season. It's crazy. I think it's twenty first, which ties the record. Um and it's the record for most with one team. Um it's gotta be Dirk. Yeah, I, I have to agree with that. You are both correct. Dirk is forty. J uh, and uh, JB Bickerstaff, son of Bernie Bickerstaff, thirty-nine. Yeah, JB Bickerstaff, coach of the year candidate. <laughs> Possibly, yeah. Very yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, I, were you going to add something about Dirk there? I think I cut you off there, Alex. What did I? Oh, did I... 
Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, it's possible Dirk, I mean, they, they might give Dirk, you know, 10 minutes a game if he can handle it. But coming off the bum ankle and it's just, I, I, he might only play, he might just like alternate like his availability, like he might dress for one game. And then it's just the over under for him on games played is probably like 42 or something Ooh, yeah, like that. Even generous. I, yeah. I don't know. I, I disagree. He played 77 games last year and almost 25 minutes per um, you know, 12, average 12 and six. Um, I, I don't expect him to do much from a fantasy perspective. I don't expect him to be as good as he was last year, but I do think he's going to be a part, a regular part of Dallas's rotation. They've obviously he's been out and they're bringing him along slowly. That's why he only played six minutes last night. I, they're not rushing to get him into the starting lineup or anything along those lines. Um, but I think he is going to be the first big man off the bench for this team, and he's going to play 15 to 20 minutes per game. Will he sit out, you know, second game of back-to-backs and, and miss time if he's not healthy? Sure, but he's been mostly healthy even in the latter years of his career. I mean, 75 or more games for the past five seasons. Yeah. Um, my only concern is they were, like, they were very bad last year. They yes. didn't mind giving him the 25 minutes. I think now his value over other players' values, given the position that Dallas is in to potentially make the playoffs. It complicates things a little bit, but just as an overarching rule, I, you shouldn't have Dirk on your fantasy team. Yeah, that's the point. <laughs> that is the point we are trying yes, to make. We can all be in agreement yes, on that. Yes. Well, um, Alex, take us to Houston. They're an interesting game there last night. Yeah, we can't, we can't really uh, get past the news without talking about James Harden's uh, 50 point triple double and a win over the Lakers last night. It was the fourth 50 point triple double of his career. Uh, Most is, in NBA history. It's absolutely absurd. Even when considering pace of play, um, that's absolutely wild. Um, so, and according to basketball references, MVP tracker, James Hargan has is in 10th right now with, for odds of winning the MVP. Uh, Giannis, Kawhi, and Durant are one, two, three. Do you guys think there's any chance he wins it again this year? Is it very? Is it almost exclusively dependent on the Rockets being a top four seed, some massive yeah. run? Because it's he has to kind of almost yes. up what he did last year. I don't think the team can get to the number one seed. They don't have a winning record yet. They're still thirteen and fourteen. You're right. not going to get it without yeah, a big run. Yeah, I'm. I'm with. I mean, he has to have better stats than he had last year. The team has to make a ridiculous run from here on out and basically finish as the second seed um, or better in the West. Uh, but his stats would have to be mind-blowing. I'm, I'm talking about like, you know, 33 points, uh, 11 rebounds and 11 assists per game from here on out for him to win. I, I believe that's what it would take for him to win MVP. There's just... There's too many other good candidates and the media loves the new story. You know, Harden was right. the story... You, you know, he, he was the story last year because a lot of people thought he should have won it over Wessel, Russell Westbrook the year before. He didn't. So it was like a foregone conclusion, especially after the Rockets had such a great season that Harden was winning last year. But that story's gone now, and we're on to new things. You know, you've got LeBron in L.A., Anthony Davis making an ascension if that team actually wins games. Uh, Giannis, of course, Kawhi on a new team. So there's just too many other stories. Um it would just be an otherworldly stat line for him to even factor in and be, be a top five candidate. You know how we talk about exciting league pass teams? I feel like for me, the Rockets are turning into the opposite of that because I just 
Heat watching Harden pump fake the three, drive to the basket, and draw the foul on a bunch of ticky-tack little stuff. Like, there were times last night where Tyson Chandler was just standing there. It did nothing. And somehow Harden drew the foul off of him. It, it was just it just not fun to watch. Yeah, there. so there's a lot of complaints on the Lakers' side about the, the officiating in last night's game as well. Um, they, they vocal, I mean, LeBron, Kuzma, um, Luke Walton, they were all vocal about how they thought the officiating wasn't evil, uh, wasn't even, um, the funny thing about that though, is the Rockets actually had more fouls called against them than the Lakers did. So I, 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 that's a common complaint when, when people watch James Harden, um, is that it just seems like there's a lot of cheap fouls. Um, but I mean, you, the, the results show it was called pretty evenly can you guys guess who is the only player in the league that averages more free throw attempts per game than james harden lebron no lebron is seventh oh sorry this season this season is it Giannis? is Giannis number one Giannis is number three Ah. oh Oh, gotta have the ball in your hands a lot uh, boy, but you had to play a lot of games because you're looking at totals, right? I'm looking so, at free no per game. Westbrook, sorry, per game. Oh, uh, Westbrook is 16. Oh, he's down this year. Uh, I'll give it. Get, let's let's hear it. Who is it? Joel Embiid. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, that makes okay. sense. Um, yeah. you generally Back do. To I the guess. Basket. Yeah, you almost generally think of guards more these days getting hacked. These um, days, these days, yeah. Back in the, I mean, back in the day, it used to be the big man. Ten point two. Ten point two free throw attempts a game. He makes them at almost eighty percent. Um, Giannis is the only player in the top uh, top six who's shooting under seventy, really just under eighty percent. Um, Blake's at seventy three. LeBron is at sixty nine percent this season at free throws. Yeah. That is bad. Yeah, bad. There's bad. been long stretches of his career where free throw per, free throw percentage has been like the the primary bugaboo. That's yeah. very true. Uh, I mean, that's quick, the one quick time old this man's... year I will say bugaboo. <laughs> Speaking of old man saying things, uh, when I was a kid, I went to the West Unsell basketball camp in Washington. And uh, Unsell loved to talk about how he liked to foul Jabbar. He would say, you have to wave your arms a lot up to get the attention up high from the refs. And then I just knee him in the, in the, cat, in the thighs. Just <laughs> knee him in the thighs. He hated it. I'll keep that in mind for our staff uh, basketball <laughs> games on Mondays. Wave your arms, you know, get the attention high, and then yeah, knees, knees to the thighs. Um, Shannon, you want to? We well, we should all kind of talk about um, two players that that whose fortunes have changed dramatically since we we last talked about them. Yeah, Montrez Harrell. We've we've hyped him up a lot this year. And, and he's been fantastic, but his production has dropped off recently. Um, over the past 14 days, based on average stats, eight-category league, he's ranked 295th on Yahoo. He is shooting only 30% from the free-throw line over that stretch uh, with 11 points, five rebounds, one block per game. So, you know, overall, he's still ranked as a top 100 player based on averages this year. But Ken, I know you're a big 
Montrez. I'm a big Trez fan. So yeah, what, big, what, what are you doing with, let's say, let's say in a, I'm not cutting him, but I'm benching. I did bunch him in a, I think I benched him this week for keeper. Oh, but go ahead, Shannon. Sorry. So keeper. Gonna... Yeah. The keeper's a fairly deep league. So I definitely yeah. see it holding on to him there. But what about like a 10 or 12 team league where you only have the top 120 players or so? Uh, I almost cut him. I almost cut him in my 12 team uh, standard league. Uh, but uh, I just wasn't crazy about the other options. And uh, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to give him a rest. Clearly, he's just not taking teams by surprise anymore coming off the bench. They know that's the ploy. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll see. Peaks and valleys. I mean, he's an all effort guy. I, I don't think this is, you know, I think he'll have spurts, but there's a reason he comes off the bench. And this is his fourth year, fifth year in the NBA. Um, so we're probably going to see some bad, some valleys and some peaks here. And you have to decide if it's worth saving him for the peaks. Yeah, he's still 82% owned. So a lot of people have not given up yet. Um, obviously, if you're in an eight team, eight team league, you're, you're, yeah, cut, yeah cut, you're, you're cutting loose there. Um, so, I mean, but there are some, we're going to get to free agent pickups in a, in a little bit, but like some of the hotter free agents uh, right now are like Kevin Knox, uh, Trey Lyles with Denver, Hernan Gomez with Denver. Would you mm-hmm. consider cutting Montrezl? Definitely drop him for Wancho. I mean, Wancho's on the list we're talking about. Uh, uh, I I didn't hear the other, I'm sorry, the other names I was, I didn't uh, pay attention there. Trey Lyles was in there, <laughs> Kevin Knox. Not Lyles. Lyles flashes brilliance for a few games and then fades, and that's why I'm that's why I'm big on Hernan Gomez. Lyles provides usually provides like top one fifty value, even if he's only playing twenty four minutes per game. Um, so I actually I like Lyles, but I don't, I don't know. I would ba- I would hold him over those three guys. I'm holding on to Harrell for right now. Um, in ten team leagues, there's going to be better options than Hernan, Hernan Gomez or Lyles available. And if you have a guy who's a legit top one twenty player, then yeah, I actually I would I would cut Montrez. Yeah, I mean Montrez. I mean, kind of long story short on Montrez is that his percentages are way down. I think that's really deflating his value. Um, yeah, the free throw shooting's been terrible. Like, yeah, I mean, terrible. I can't even. I don't even know how to quantify how much that's bringing his value down. So he's a six. He's essentially a sixty percent free throw shooter for his career basically a 60% free uh, field goal percent guy also um i think i would hang on to him but if your team if you yeah if you're dealing with a with a fancy team with a lot of injuries on it and you just need someone to just play you, you may just have to cut him yeah. it's it's probably team and very team and league dependent if i would hang on to him in many situations yeah yeah but um, well, Shannon you wanted to correct us on Miles Turner because yeah. we were dumping on him a few episodes ago. Yeah, a few weeks ago, we all kind of dumped on Miles Turner. Um, I, I think I think it was a unanimous decision. We said he's not going to live up to the hype. I know the I definitely hair. the bad hair hurts him. Yeah, too. I definitely felt that way. Well, he has responded. He's obviously a listener of the pod. We lit that fire, <laughs> and over the past fourteen days, Miles Turner is the nineteenth ranked player in eight category leagues on Yahoo. He has seen his minutes climb up to over 31 per game, and he's averaging 1.3 three-pointers, 16.7 points, 10 rebounds, 3.5 blocks. So he has just been on fire. Like I said, top 20 player the last two weeks. The last month, he's been a top 30 player on Yahoo. So are we ready? around so many careers. It's 
we, we do we do and we don't get the credit we don't get the credit for it but, so yeah i mean yeah. one of the one of the big jumps in his value is due to the increase in minutes um the that's kind of something that comes hand in hand with him just playing better if he's playing better the pacers are going to give him more minutes and that's been the case the last couple of weeks so i mean i think i think we're probably all in agreement that if miles turner continues to play 31 plus minutes per game we love him for the rest of the season mm-hmm. yeah yeah, I mean, at this point, he's almost brought his stats up to identical of last season. Um, the only thing that he's really lacking in right now is he's about 7% um, drop on free throw percentage, and he's about a 3% drop in three-point percentage. And if we assume those are going to, I guess in this case, progress to the mean somewhat, just as him as a developing player, um, he's still only, this is his age 22 season. And if he can keep getting 31 minutes and those those percentages creep up, um, it would not surprise me if he continues being um, just, a, I mean, an excellent, like, must-start guy in every single format. He, Yeah, he essentially reverts back to his 2016-2017 value when he did play 31 minutes per yes. game. And he averaged 14.5, 7.5, 2.1 blocks. Um, his three-point shot's better, even though it's a lower percentage. I feel like he's a better three-point shooter now than he was in his sophomore season. So... I mean, if you're if he's getting 15, eight and he's leading the league in blocks or, or, you know, top three in the league in blocks with with almost three per game um, and his three pointers are falling through, he's hitting more than one three pointer per game, then that, that's damn good. You know, that's that is top 20 value. Um, the block three pointer combination is rare mm-hmm. and, and he's doing it. He would be doing it at, at an elite level where, you know, with with the near three blocks per game. So. It's it's good for you if you own him, um, and he he's gonna be he he'll be I think there's gonna be inconsistency, um, even even in the this this stretch really really only goes back five or six games and there's one game mixed in there where he only played twenty minutes, so just manage it appropriately and, and good luck if if you uh, have him going forward. Yeah, and um, we're kind of seeing these I guess a new wave of three and D centers that shot blocking three point centers. They're just crazy valuable, uh, in fantasy, even a guy like Jaron Jackson, jr, a rookie who's seeing 25 minutes per night, um, on the season is a, is the 68th, 68th ranked player on the year. And he's averaging 13 points, 1.8 blocks, only one three pointer, but all of those, just the blocks and the three pointers together, just vault guys like way up. And usually they're good free throw shooters too if they can hit threes. Absolutely, all guys. Right, guys right, who... we're, we're we're getting a little long here on the news. I think it's time to move on to the next section. Yes, yeah, guy, guys who combine blocks and three pointers are prize picks for oh. your fantasy league. Young Rudy Gay, Young Rudy Gay used to be that. So if you're tired of grinding trying to win on DraftKings or FanDuel, where you're spending so much time putting together a perfect lineup only to fall short of winning big. Well, our friends at prize picks have created the most, have created the most simple and fast daily fantasy game. All you have to do is choose over or under correctly on a player's fantasy point projections to win. No competing against thousands of pros while trying to meet a salary cap with prize picks. It's just you versus the projections. Prize picks has new boards up every day covering players from NFL, NBA, NHL, PGA and MLS. There are also the they're also the first to allow you to make cross sport entries. That's damn cool, by the way. 
So go go and pick the under on LeBron while also taking the over on Gurley. Sign up today and use promo code WIRE, W-I-R-E, when you sign up and you get a free two-pack entry to win $25. Go to myprizepicks.com or download their app, Prize Picks, available in the Apple App Store. Um, also, you get an instant 200% deposit match uh, when you sign up. So Prize Picks, go to Prize Picks, real daily fantasy, simplified. So we're going to get into some free agent targets here. Uh, I'm going to kick things off quickly. I'm going to stay with the Grizzlies, uh, who I mentioned just before, Jaron Jackson Jr. Um, J. Michael Green, who's only 33% owned, has been the 68th ranked player over the past two weeks, averaging about 14 points, uh, seven boards, one and a half steals, 1.53s. The 70% field goal percentage is unsustainable, but Jaron Jackson Jr., for how great he is, uh, gets into foul trouble. And it turns out you can't play Marcus All, who's 34 years old, 40 minutes a night the entire year. Can you um, play Chandler Parsons 40 minutes a game? You can't play him four minutes a game. <laughs> uh, My knees hurt just talking about Chandler Parsons. Right. And Gasol's kind of had, after an amazing start, you can kind of tell, I think that he's a kind of in a, in a bad stretch right now. Um, and so I, that's going to vault he's, J. He's Michael Green like up. He, needs, he looks like he's looking for his inhaler. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the list of 34-year-old centers who, like, average the kind of numbers that people were expecting him to put up this year were, like, literally Hakeem Olajuwon um, and, like, David Robinson. So um, I think Jim Michael Green has some value. Probably in 14-team leagues, he should be picked up. A 33% owned is is too low. I I agree. Michael Green deserves – he deserves consideration as a free agent pick. He he should be owned in more than 33% of leagues. But I will also say, if you own him, he is a good player to sell high on. Sure. Uh, he is yeah. basically averaging career highs or close to it, definitely on a per-minute basis, in just 23 minutes per game. The shooting percentage is very unsustainable. He only shot 46% last year. Um, hasn't been above 50 per, or very rarely hits 50% you know, when he's playing a, a significant role and taking seven or eight shots per game. I, I'm just not a believer. We've we've seen this song and dance with him before. He's had a handful of years to prove himself, and yeah, I don't they, think he has They were begging it. him to be the starter. Yes. And they'd given him starter minutes the last couple of years prior. Absolutely. And he never ran with it. It's it's he's he's doing it right now, and that's great. So that, to me, but that that's a sign of sell high on him because Jaron Jackson Jr., the more he plays, the less likely it is that he will get into foul trouble. He, sure. He's going to refine his game and become a smarter player at the NBA level as the season goes on. So I like Jamichael Green. He is worth picking up. If you already own, you're in a deep enough league where you already own him. I would recommend selling high. All right, uh, guys, I'm taking us to New York for another power forward. Uh, you may have noticed in the ever changing rotation for the Knicks, Kevin Knox got the start the other night. He's only 46% owned. He's averaged 30 minutes a game in the last seven. To me, it just seems smart that the Knicks need to find out what they have in Kevin Knox. Give him a ton of minutes. Herzonia didn't has not done it when they've given him the starts. Uh, anyway, Knox, 46% owned. I like him as an uh, another power forward option in New York. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Ken. I love Knox. Um, we're going to talk about him a little bit later for DFS as well, but he's coming off a couple of really big games you know, he's seeing over 30 minutes per game over the past couple of weeks. As you mentioned, the Knicks don't have a reason 
to give these other players minutes. Knox is one of the guys they want to eventually be building around. So it makes sense. I, I know Fizdale's rotation in New York has been <laughs> the most frustrating thing, probably from a fantasy perspective uh, this year. And, and as far as coaching decisions go, so it, it's it's hard to trust it. But because it's Knox, because of his because of his pedigree and what what he means to the Knicks long term, I think you can trust it here. Yeah, um, Knox over the past six games is taking 15 field goal attempts. Six three point attempts. Um, they're just going to feed him the ball a lot. I'm, he's still a very raw player, so don't expect the percentages to be high. He doesn't get to the the line a lot, the free throw line. When he does, he's only a sixty one percent free throw shooter over the past six games. Uh, only sixty seven percent of the season. He doesn't really pass the ball yet. Uh, his vision's pretty bad, but I think all that uh, will improve um, as the season goes along. Uh, Shannon, you have a couple of guys for us. Um, I mean, just a handful of guys for us that you can mention. Yeah, a, co- a couple guys that we've mentioned already. We'll, we'll go through them first. Trey Lyles with Denver. With with Paul Millsap out long-term, Lyles is one of the guys that's going to see the benefit of that. Uh, he did last year as well. Um, you know, when... When Millsap missed long stretches last year, Trey Lyles performed like a top 100, top 120 fantasy player. Um, I think we'll see that again from him now. It, it depends. It depends on how Denver utilizes him. They started him the first game that Millsap sat out, and then he was and he played 38 minutes, and then he was moved to the bench against the Grizzlies. I think that might have been somewhat matchup based. Yeah, Plumley's Plumley got the start. Yeah, bigger so, big. Yeah, you're going against a bigger front line in Memphis than you did in Atlanta. Um, Trey Lyles did not do good in his spot start. He was one for seven from downtown, two for 13 overall. He's kind of mired in, in a shooting slump right now, um, so that might be part of it. <clears throat> but if he's getting if he's getting 12, 13 shots a game, 27, 28 minutes, um, which is totally doable with Millsap out, he's going to be a solid fantasy performer. I feel like there's a little more upside with Juancho Hernan Gomez. Uh, 23, missed most of the last season with injury. Uh, I know Lyles is young as well, but uh, I don't know. I just like uh, – I feel like Hernan Gomez's combination of rebounds and threes, a little higher upside, more efficient from the field this season anyway. Um, I trust Wancho more. I'll say for both of them, though, so Will Barton probably coming back this right. weekend or at least early next week. But with Gary Harris out, they're going to play Barton at the two a lot. So yes. I think both those forwards uh, still continue to see a lot of minutes because of Millsap's injury. And I agree with you, Ken. I do like Hernan Gomez more. And that, you know, Hernan is only available in 49% of Yahoo leagues. Trey Lyles is available in about uh, 80% of them. Um, Hernan, yeah, Hernan's been locked into 34 or 35 minutes per game for at least the last couple of weeks. So he, he is the guy who right now is the better own. Um. So we're going to move quickly to Atlanta. Um, I want to bring up Kevin Herter because he's only 5% owned. Um, despite being the 79th ranked player over the past two weeks, he's gotten a lot of extra run. Torian Prince out. Jeremy Lin has missed some time. But I don't, I don't know how familiar people are with Kevin Herter. He was the 19th overall pick in this year's draft. So like real first-round pick. Yeah. Uh, two years at Maryland. Averaged about 15-5-3 on 42%. Uh, shooting from distance right now over the past two weeks he's the the numbers are relatively modest like 10 points three and a half boards three and a half assists but combined 1.8 steals and blocks 1.8 threes 
50% field goal percentage. Um, like I said, he's going to have value as long as Torian Prince is out, and he's a shooting guard. And one of the big things for Atlanta is, are they going to trade Kent Bazemore, who's way too old for this roster? Um, <laughs> and so if he's gone and they bring in picks and other young players, I think Herter can keep getting like you know close to 30 minutes a night. And in that case, um, definitely a must-own kind of a guy. I think he should probably just be added, similar to J. Michael Green in like 14-team leagues. 5% owned is way too little. So speaking of a thank you very much player option, 19 million next year that I'm pretty sure he's going to accept. I think he's going to trigger that. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. He will accept that. <laughs> I, I'm with you on Herder. Uh, he's not going to, he, he, he's not going to be flashy as far as production goes. Um, you know, even with that production over the past couple of weeks, while it's, while it's ranked top 80, you know, it's only 10 points per game. Um, but there, there's a good mix of steals, uh, three-pointers made. He's even picking up close to a block per game. Uh, it's not going to be eye-popping numbers. It's going to be like Shane Battier-type numbers where where it's it's good all-around production that sees top 100 value in return. So I, I like him. I like him there. Ken, who who's another free agent you're targeting? Uh, well, I, I actually want to kind of bring this up for debate because I think we've brought him up in every free agent pickup discussion in the last couple of years. Uh, Alan Crabb, Brooklyn Nets. Uh, is he worthy? He's 48% owned, but with Karis LeVert out, somebody needs a score in that Nets lineup. Uh, he's been red hot as of late, but uh, do we trust in Crabb or is this just our bi-monthly Crab is a possible free agent discussion. Crab is one of the most overrated fantasy players of all time. He always has been. He's purely a single category dependent. You know, his values are all dependent on his three point shooting. That's always been the case. In the past, if he's hitting 2.3, 2.5 pointers per game, it held more value. Now you have more people who hit three pointers in the NBA. So his value is just decreased by default you have a guy like kevin herter who you can go pick up who averages slightly less three-pointers but provides you more value in other category in almost every other category than a guy like crab does like you're way better off i anyone crabs owned in 48 percent of yahoo leagues i would rather own kevin herter right now than alan crab in crab's defense last 14 days average 64 ranking but uh that could be that brief moment where he's always a little productive that's that's in a nine category league that includes turnovers he doesn't he doesn't turn the ball over because he doesn't really do anything except for catch and shoot <laughs> and he's just and on, herder does have 2.4 yes. uh turnovers a game over those same 14 days and crab is just on a tear right now he's hit 19 three pointers pointers over the past four games he goes on if all you like do that. is catch and shoot if all you do is catch and shoot you really should not turn the ball over Yes, that's true. But yeah, that's the thing. Herder gets Herder's getting three point five assists over the past couple of weeks. Uh I, I I'm sorry, I don't I'm not picking up Crab because he's on a hot streak from downtown. I'm not gonna do it. He doesn't give me enough value in other categories. There are too many other players who will get you a couple three pointers per game that give you value elsewhere. I think Crab is a perfect streaming option in most leagues. If the if Brooklyn's on a four game week, you can pick up Alan Crab if you want to try to scrape together a top one hundred value kind of a guy. Um, just as far as point totals, um, he can do that. Uh, Shannon, is there anybody else you wanted to mention before we move on to our DraftKings stuff? 
Yeah, I've got a trio of point guards I just want to mention quickly. Uh, Moutier, we've talked about a ton in the past. If you're in nine-category turnover league, he doesn't have as much value. But in eight-category leagues, he, he, I feel like he should be owned in every 12- and 14-team eight-category league. Uh, he's only owned in 20% of Yahoo leagues. Fix that, please. Uh, Monte Morris with Denver. He's the guy we haven't really talked about with the Nuggets. He's been a solid source of assist off their bench all season. And with with Harris out, um, with even Murray's questionable for tonight, I believe. Uh, but you've got Harris and Barton still out. I know Barton get back gets back soon. But Monte Morris is a guy in fourteen team leagues. If you need assist, he can help you out there. Uh, and the third player is DeAnthony Melton, who with the Suns, he, he's basically he's been starting at point guard for them. Um, he's the player they received in the Rockets trade this year. He was kind of like the, the main piece coming back to Phoenix for that. Um, so he's coming off a, a stinker of a game against Dallas last night. Uh, but prior to that, he had a nice four or five game stretch. Alex, do you, do you think DeAnthony Melton's worth a pickup in a 12 team or 14 team league? I think he probably is i mean i don't know exactly what his workload is going to look like once devin booker comes back i mean that's going to be my main concern but at the same time i think if you're phoenix i i'm not sure eliakobo is is just i mean he i don't think he's just ready yet i mean he's been playing in the g league um how like how many more games are they going to play jamal crawford 20 minutes a night they also right. have Jawan Evans, who's a fair option at point guard. But unless the Suns trade for a point guard, um, I would imagine Melton still gets 20, 25 minutes off the bench when Booker comes back, probably I, plays a six-man role. I think he might continue to start. I mean, Booker is Booker would be the point guard. like He would be the one handling the ball. But I think Melton has an opportunity because even, even before, you know, Okobo had tons of starts. Um, I think there's an opportunity for Melton to stick in the starting lineup. And, and I, I just, I like the all around production we've seen. He's been getting steals every game. Right. Um, he can hit threes. His shooting's been a little bit erratic, but, but he's had good all around production. Um, quick thing just on Monte Morris. If you are in a turnovers league, he is one of the, I think he has a 5.4 assist to turnover ratio. Yeah, he's like tops in the league, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. So hyper valuable in those leagues. Um, we are going to move on to DraftKings. Uh, basketball season is here, uh, and we here at RotoWire partnering up with DraftKings. Uh, so what you can do is you can get RotoWire six month memberships for free. You just go to RotoWire.com/slash/DraftKings, sign up for a new account, make a ten dollar deposit or more. You get six months access to all tools and sports on RotoWire.com. You get the DFS lineup optimizers, weekly rankings premium articles, full season draft software, and much more, all for $10. You can enter that into contest to potentially win more money. Um, and then, so all you have to do, go to rotowire.com slash DraftKings and follow the instructions. Disclaimer, eligibility rules apply. New DraftKings users only. See DraftKings.com for details. So we have a, we have a solid nine-game slate uh, for Friday. Uh, plenty of options across the board. Um, so we're going to throw out some suggestions here. I, I have to just throw out John Collins. Um, I know it's against a really tough Boston defense, but he's only at $7,200 despite averaging 47 DraftKings points over the past four games. And he hasn't even really started blocking shots at the clip that we expected him to yet. 
And so at 7,200, you're, you're basically just looking for about 35 DraftKings points out of him. At the at this point, that almost looks like his floor. I can't believe he's this inexpensive. Um, I'm not sure what he's at on the other sites, but probably way more. Uh, the one the one concern I have about Collins tonight, I agree about everything you said, but his matchup concerns me. Um, again, going against Boston in Boston, uh, it's a tough matchup, and that that game could be so out of hand, which is what we saw the last time they played Boston, that a lot of the regulars, even for Atlanta don't play significant minutes it's i you know i have not been to any hawks games this year they really should play albert collins Iceman song whenever john collins comes into the game it's awesome and in the background it has like these great motown like backup singers just going mr collins mr collins anyway i'll put it up with the uh podcast posting it's a very obscure that. reference who are but you you'll tar- enjoy it who are you targeting tonight on DraftKings, ken <laughs> <laughs> My chalk plays John Wall at 9,500, all because he's facing Brooklyn, as well as he's coming off a hot game against the Celtics. Brooklyn's 30th, giving up fantasy points to point guards. Expect a fast pace, and the over-unders up at 225. My discount play, Pascal Siakam. You mentioned it earlier, 5,900. Valanciunas is out. I'm hoping to see Siakam's uh, rebounds go up. Leonard's questionable as well, so uh, could be expecting a lot from Pascal tonight. Yeah, I have Siakam in my lineup as well, and, and I also have Ibaka. Um, I think Ibaka's going to yeah, just, me too. I, I think Ibaka's going to tear it up. Um, he's already he's already been doing that. I mean, over over the past yeah. over the past three games, he's averaging forty four fantasy points per game, and he's playing under thirty minutes per game in those outings. I think his minutes are going to go up. Um, he's been he's been a great. You know, he's been a surprise from a fantasy standpoint, both season long and DFS this season. Um, and he still remains pretty priced pretty, pretty decently. You know, 6,300 is not a lot for, for a player who's averaging 32 fantasy points per game. Um, his, his ceiling is really high tonight with, with Valentunas out. Um, so I like Ibaka. Um, one other guy I'm targeting, we talked about earlier, Kevin Knox. He is coming off two gigantic games, 50 fantasy points Mm -hmm. against Charlotte and 34 fantasy points against Cleveland. He plays Charlotte again tonight. Again tonight. He he had 26 points and 15 rebounds against him earlier this week. Uh, I I don't know how you ignore that. You have to play him. Do I expect him to score 50 fantasy points again? No. But if he gets me 30 to 40 fantasy points at $4,800 salary, he's going to make the rest of my lineup look damn good. And and bad free field goal percentage isn't going to hurt you. Exactly. Um, I think it's important to note with Kawhi Leonard out, uh, the there's a lot of players who get bumps in in stats. Kyle Lowry averages 56 DraftKings points when Kawhi Leonard's out. Serge Ibaka is up to 40 DraftKings points with Kawhi Leonard out, and Valanciunas is out for sure. So that I mean, what'd you say it was sixty two hundred something like that? Yeah, sixty three. I mean, that's almost a must play if if Kawhi's out. That's yeah. a must play um siakam's at 34 fred van vliet's an option but um i do want to bring up larry nance yes um so with tristan thompson out for the first time uh the other night larry nance posted 39 DraftKings points and he only scored three actual points there's very few guys in the nba who could score three points and end up with 39 fantasy points um he's at 6200 against milwaukee um I'm not even it's I'm not even worried about matchup at this point um, because I don't think his price has fully adjusted to what I think his upside is. 
Um, I think you can play him in cash. I think you can play him in tournaments. Um, I just, I think he's in a good spot right now. I have Nance in my lineup as well. Um, I, I actually think the price point is a little bit high. He's even higher on some of the other sites, which is amazing to me. I, I mean, he's only averaging 24 fantasy points per game. He's had plenty of stinkers recently um, where he's played 30 minutes and still doesn't reach 20 fantasy points. So it's surprising to me that he's not more of a value. But I agree. His ceiling is tremendous. You know, he's got 45 fantasy point ceiling that he can hit, especially that it seems like he should be locked into 32 plus minutes, even if he's not starting. I right. mean, they went with Channing Fry who I am amazed that Channing Fry is still in the NBA. <laughs> right. And he, and he started a game this year, multiple games this year. That's just insane to me. Uh, but Larry Nance is absolutely a good target for, for tonight's DFS slate. Yeah, Nance will be very chalky, but at the same time, you may just have to deal with it at this point. It, it depends what your you know the other parts of your lineup look like, if you care about chalk or not. Um, we I feel like we have a lot of chalk like every a lot of the players we've mentioned every single one john wall maybe not as much just because right you know 9500 you've got a lot of other expensive options but you know nance siakam abaka uh lowry yeah collins you... the a lot of these guys are chalk is there someone who we should be looking at who isn't chalk um I, Go, do you have someone in mind? I'll throw one out there. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if he what he would be considered, but I keep waiting for Chris Middleton to break out of this funk. Yeah, and I keep I, I just keep plugging away. It's pro, I mean it's probably not a good idea, <laughs> but I do I do, <laughs> I do, I do, I do plenty of dumb. Yeah. in Madison. I think this is a living in Wisconsin bias here. I love yeah. Chris Middleton, but what a bad season he's having. Boy. Bad, bad season. He's averaging 33 fantasy points per game, 17 and a half points, six rebounds, four, so almost four assists. He should be blowing up. Dude, we saw Chris all right, Chris Middleton's ceiling was last year. Anyone who thinks otherwise is silly. Chris Middleton's awesome. He's a great two-way player. Um, even with his averages right now, what is he, a top 30 or 40 fantasy player? Uh, I mean, you see list out there. There's a list on the ringer a week ago that had him ranked as one of the 25 best NBA players. Um, Chris Middleton's really damn good. He's not really having a down year. He's having a down stretch where he hasn't topped 30 fantasy points in the past handful of games. But I look for him to break out of that. I think tonight against Cleveland is a good opportunity to do so. I think so, too. I'm trying to find some some anti-chalk. I'm struggling a little bit on the first first run through. There's a, you know, there's always like some higher price guys who just people don't like the matchup. But regardless of who they're playing, they can always like have a monster game. Like I'm sure people are going to be down on Lillard against Toronto. But Lillard's only 8,500. We know he can go off for 50. Just certain situations like that, if you can turn your um, if you can have star players in your lineup who are the contrarian play, that makes things really interesting because usually it's the other way around where you're taking these flyers on lower price guys who you think are going to be low owned. If you can go the other way, um, that makes things really interesting. Um, but Ken, you have something that you need to get off your chest. An old man move. I'm going to recycle uh, last week's rant that you guys tried to say, which I appreciate. Thank you. I had tech problems. Another classic old man problem. But uh, yeah, has pop music ever sounded worse? I mean, this is even worse than the disco era. Does anyone actually sing anymore without sending their voice through 10 different machines? 
Why must I try to understand the Migos during every sports-related TV ad? What the hell are the Migos saying over and over again? On a side note, though, I do think I'm going to refer to you guys as bad and bougie for the rest of the season. Finally, who the hell is Ariana Grande, and why is she ruining Silent Live? Ah! That said, please buy Jeff Tweedy's new uh, solo record, Warm. All right, take it away, bougie. All right, so I I actually mentioned that I don't know if I mentioned this on the pod last. You week. did. You you made an excellent comment that Sarah Live ruined itself many years ago. Yeah, no, that that is true. <laughs> um, but the Migos thing is, I I'm proud to say, I still do not believe I've ever heard a Migos song. I have no idea who they are. That's a po- if you've ever watched a sports event in the last say. four weeks. You've heard a Migos song because it's like in ten different ads now. I, I'm telling you right now, but I have no idea. Sure, like it's just it's just white noise for me. I, I haven't, I don't acknowledge <laughs> that it's existing in my eardrums. Um, they might be great, but if they came up, they're to not me, great. If they walked up they're... to me and said, "Hey, Shannon, we're the Migos," I'd be like, "Who in the hell are you?" Like I have no idea. Who oh, they are. please film that moment. If that happens, you got to film that. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, so that's um, almost a competing old man rant. There, who's older? Who knows less about the Migos, <laughs> Shannon or Ken? I Ken, I I would say you know more about. I, you have to know who Ariana Grande is, though. I mean, there's no way you don't. My oh. daughter says she's a queen. Okay, that's what she that's, tells. Me. That's about. So I I mean, you look at a lot of top ten list uh, uh, albums of the year for 2018. I know Ariana Grande's yeah. new album ranks very high. No, uh, I have not listened to it. Yeah, it really does. Who's I guess. list? No, like the all yeah, the, of the, the, list, the all list. of them. All you know of them. they like, they say it's going a top to win 10. awards and stuff. Like I've never heard <laughs> of it, and I won't oh, listen to have, it. I mean, ah. but you can you know more. All right, so you know, you more, know more about, about Grande than I no, do. I know, I know more about I know more about current pop culture, um, which is why I think you know I know more about Ariana Grande. Um, you know more about music, the music scene, than I do. Definitely. Def, I'm older on that aspect. I my musical taste was clear was crystallized about a decade ago, probably probably 15 years ago, and it has not changed ever since. The only thing I've listened to is new music that of those folks who I listened to 10 right, 15 old, years old ago. Old people make well, hence my Jeff Tweedy suggestion. Yes, you know, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> we uh, we I think we didn't really have any mispronounced names i mean i the, wanted to confess i was going to mispronounce a name i really thought uh chris boucher was pronounced busher but luckily you said it before alex before i could butcher it but i want to come clean i thought it was butcher i did uh, i did uh take a quick look at the pronunciation guide on basketball reference before doing that to make sure uh, uh actively yeah yeah wise wise we we have uh slight variances in the way the all maybe at least ken and i say siakam but yeah but they i think they're probably both semi correct yeah i think so yeah. um that will do us that that will do it for us though uh so thank you everybody for joining us on the rotowire fantasy basketball podcast it is presented by DraftKings. uh ken take us out of here yeah, for today's quote, we're going with the king. LeBron James, talking about a certain Celtic Kiwi big man, after the two collided, said, quote, Baines is a big boy, man. He should be on Game of Thrones, him and Steve Adams. Thank you, LeBron. Attention, passengers. This three-car fantasy train wreck has hit the end of the line. <laughs>
When you make decisions for your company, you always look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your process to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, books, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart if you sell online, schedule package pickups through the dashboard, and automatically see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers, with rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are, even on the go. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other business decision makers with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.